Welcome back to I Was Hornswoggled, waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare. I am your host, Holrena. I am currently hosting from my van. I know, I know. I said that last week would be my last fan diary, but it looks like it might be today and then maybe next week because I had we had some filler piano classes to knock out. So that's where I'm at. My daughter's in doing her piano class, so I have a few minutes to talk about um, leveling up. So that's what I want to talk about in this episode. It is May 4th, 2022. And it is a beautiful spring day here in the Mitten. Lots of greens finally starting to pop out. All the trees still look dead and miserable and sad. But the grass, the grass is starting to come back. So that's really awesome. And that is um, kind of a great springboard into, you know, that renewal, that growing, that um, signs of life, right? And that's how it kind of feels like as you're healing from uh, narcissistic abuse, as you slowly start to come back, you slowly start to see signs of yourself, depending on this. If you were always raised in a narcissistic home, you don't really know who you are because you have been programmed by your abuser, who they want you to be, who they're projecting out onto you, stuff like that. Well, if you were in a narcissistic relationship, you had an identity and then you lost it and then you get it back if you leave and do the work and do the healing and you slowly start to start to feel that renewal, that leveling up. And then if you were raised in that narcissistic abusive home, it's like you get to see a part of you that you didn't even know that was buried down. Once you start peeling back the layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of BS that the narcissistic um, parent or caretaker had placed on you. So, I mean, it is a really awesome thing that obviously I think the longer you're in a narcissistic, you know, abusive relationship, it takes longer um, yeah, to do the healing, to find those areas that you didn't know were affected, you know? So I wanted to talk about leveling up today. Leveling up for me means because everybody has a different definition you know internally we all have our own perceptions and definitions and trigger points so for me leveling up is finding out like like an experience bar you know you you fill up your experience bar and then once you ding and you fill it up to the end you level up in like a gaming game type of a reference or just you know that's my generation so I will reference that, but that's how I kind of looking at it. You know, I level up when I have completed and ripped off all these layers and then I find like awesome newness underneath, like those remodeling videos that you'll see where people buy like this fixer upper house and they're like, ew, look at this shag carpeting. I know, I just really hope there's some beautiful hardwood under there. And then, you know, they start tearing it up and they really don't know, is it gonna be like three layers of God awful linoleum and then awesome wood? Or is it just gonna go right to wood? We don't know, everybody's different. So everybody uh, has different amount of layers. So as you peel those layers back and you start to realize, ugh, this isn't me. This isn't me. I don't feel this way. 
I don't like who that per they they made me be. I don't I reject the programming, you know. The more you do that and the more you do that work and that healing to pull back these fake identities that the narcissistic abusive person layered on you and painted on you and laid over you, you're leveling up. You are leveling up. And you know what ticks off your abuser? When you level up. You know, they love it when you stay the person they programmed you. They love it. They love it when you fight back with them. They love it. They love it when you are still ticked off at them, was still hurt by them, still affected by them. They love it. They absolutely love it. It shows them that, hey, they one, have power over you because they're so powerful over you and your emotions and your state, your, your mental health and, and everything about you. They love you not leveling up. They love you to keep performing the way they programmed you to. They love it that you're miserable. They love it that you're angry. They love it that you're crying. Your abuser loves it when you keep performing to what they programmed you to perform. They absolutely hate it when you don't give them a reaction. When you laugh when they want you to cry. When you succeed when they want you to fail. When you don't give them a time of day. When they expect you to call. When you don't pick up when they call you. When you don't text them back when they text you. When you go cold turkey, when you cut off contact with them, they hate it. All right? Leveling up is taking control and healing and finding out who you really are as a person. Do you really have an abrasive personality or were you told you had abrasive personality? Do you really uh, act overly sensitive or were you told that you were overly sensitive? Are you very judgmental? and critical or were you told you were very judgmental and critical being a parent I have realized my whole life my mom would tell me you you have such a big mouth you talk so loud you blah 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 and I would take that with me and now that I'm a wife and a mom I can call and I could talk to people and they won't hear me <laughs> if I go one I don't care where I'm at and how far away I am. If I uh, call my kids' names or I try to ask a question, nobody hears me. Not a word. If I yell the number one, now one, everybody hears me. First, I don't understand. Um, and I'm like, wow, my whole life I've been told that I'm just this loud person and my voice carries and I'm too brassy and abrasive and bossy and blah 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 and I'm like wow when I grow up like nobody hears me I have to literally yell or raise my voice more and then they hear me I'm like wow this is really strange my, my mom always told me I was this way but like my experiences are not the same I have to speak up you know and when I'm around and having fun I'm like everyone else I will laugh and be funny and stuff and then I was always told that I was a social, you're a social butterfly. You're a social butterfly. Look at you, social butterfly. You love people. That, no, no. I have taken multiple personality tests now. And it just tells me what I know in my inside. I am more introverted than I am extroverted. I am like on the cusp, you know. Every one time I take one of those, like an actual 
personality tests where they like, I can't remember all the letters where you're like INFJ or INJ, whatever. I always come up the moderator. I always do the mediator. Um, and I always come up like 40 some percent, um, extrovert and 60 some or, you know, 50 some percent I am introvert. Like I always swing more into the introvert line than I do. But if you were to talk to my mom and the programming that she told me I was, I was a very loud, abrasive, over blah. And I'm thinking now that I know what projection is, chick was just painting me the color of herself. I don't love being around people all the time. I need to recharge. I like to sit and bullet journal. I like to draw. I like to crochet. I like to do um, little perler beads. I like to craft in silence listening to music. I like to sit at a picnic table with just letting my kids play and listening to some music or nothing and just creating stuff and crafting. I love to do that too, you know? And I'm just like, ah, that's not me. You know what? I'm leveling up. I'm leveling up. I'm realizing throughout these years of going no contact, I am not the person that my mom tried to tell me that I was. I'm not. And you're not. You're not the person who your abuser says that you are. You're not. You are leveling up. And every time you level up, you level away from the fake identity that they gave you. You know? And that really irks them. And they will double down. They will double down. And you know another part that really hurts, I think, um, I noticed with my sister being when I was trying, like when we were trying to reconnect after you know, the 20 some years of estrangement, um, caused by my mom's triangulation. And, you know, if you have a narcissistic parent and siblings, you know the story. So when we were trying to rekindle a relationship, um, she could never see me. And this is what made me realize that my sister was more uh, affected by my mom's narcissistic abuse than I was because I have the ability to see her and, and want her to grow she lacks the ability to see that I'm not the person that my mom lied to her about either. So it's like, not only did I have to always prove myself to my mom, I always had to prove myself not the version of the of me that my mom would tell my sister, you know? So it's like my sister is not developed, like baked enough to put down the old identity of me and allow me to grow as a person and to see that I'm not who my mom always said I was and that she's not who she, my, our mom always said she was, but she's not there yet. And I can't hold it to her. She just, for her right now where she's at, she's trying to survive living, you know, a hop and a skip down the road in the trailer park for my mom. You know, she, she's right there. She's literally within arm's reach. She could see her, her home right out of the window of my mom's home. Like they could just see each other's houses. That's how close they are. They're like not far apart at all. And you know, she's too close to the abuser and the abuser is too ingrained into her life right now that in order to accept my new leveling up, she would have to deny my mom over and over and over and over and over again. And she would tell me that like whenever my mom would stop by her house, which she, she would say she hated it, you know, obviously. But she would always have to play the, the game. You know, my mom would immediately want to start talking crap about me because, you know, I've, 
I went no contact. So that was the ultimate slap across the face. So she would always try to have one foot in my world and one foot in my mom's world where she had to agree with whatever my mom said to survive because my mom holds the lease of her house. My mom holds her car title. My, my mom has my sister uh, perfectly puppeted right where she needs her to be. And my sister can only rebel against her for so long because she has allowed my mom so much control over her life. And now that she realizes how much control our abuser has over her, she is feels kind of trapped there. So in order for her to survive, she has to sacrifice one of us. And it was me. And I understand that. Um, and I hope that she escapes. But while I was around my sister and we were trying to cultivate our relationship, it was going fantastically until my mom got married. And then it like really triggered her and she went way back to the old version of herself. It was really sad. But what was really heartbreaking to me was, is I was excited, like, yay, my sister knows that this is not who I really was. And I know that that's not the version of her that she really is. And we're going to have this great new time and we're going to relearn each other and we're best friends. Da, da. And then it was just like, I was never given a, the ability to level up, even with my sister, you know, I was never given the ability to level up. Uh, she would never see me for who I really am. She would always keep coming back and comparing me to the version that my mom told her I was, you know, and that was really heartbreaking because I wasn't going to do her dirty like that. And it really was like, why you got to do me dirty like that? Why I have to be accepting of you, but you don't even give me an ounce of acceptance and, and, you know, benefit of the doubt. Like we have to be able to rebuild these relationships enough. Only one person is doing the work then the other person's just taking, you know? So in a world of takers, you got to make sure the people you're given to aren't just taking from you, you know? So that's why I had to go no contact with my sister too till she gets her, her life sorted because I can't keep leveling up in my life if I am constantly dragged down by someone who refuses to level up in theirs. And um, that is a sad part about healing and having to walk away from people as realizing that you, in essence, are starting over and that can feel sad, but you, it's also an exciting time. You get to finally choose the people you were around. You finally get to choose the people you want to spend time with. You finally get to choose how you spend your time. You finally get to find out who you are. And these are not things to be sad about. I know it can feel lonely at times, and I, but you are in control of your life. You get that clean canvas. You get to level up at your pace. You don't get to have, you don't, you don't have to put up with what other people are telling you who you are. You get to find out who you are organically and from a fresh start. So I definitely recommend giving yourself the time, giving yourself the space and giving yourself that that grace that so many people are not willing to give themselves, let alone give others, you know, allow yourself the time to get to know you again and find out that, you know what, you might like the things your abuser told you you didn't like. You might enjoy food that you never got to have because your abuser told you you didn't like it. You know, you owe it to yourself to level up. So level up at your own pace, peel back those layers 
uh, as comfortably as you can. Sometimes and some days are easier to do so than others. Right now, my layers I'm working on is I found out that my mom, she was so critical of everybody. So I am being extra self-aware of not being critical because I don't want to take on her identity, her critical spirit. She had a very critical spirit. And I think right, growing up in a household, we were raised to have a very critical spirit too, because that's what we, that's what we saw. And I don't want to raise my kids to have a critical spirit and I don't want to go around having a critical spirit. So spiritually, it's not a good look and, um, it's not a good feel. And ethically it's, it doesn't balance <laughs> doesn't balance out. If I don't want other people being critical of me all the time, why should I be critical of others? So, um, it's really interesting, this narcissism. Uh, I've heard of it referenced as an epidemic and I would have to totally agree. You're going to start seeing it more and more and more and more. Uh, there's a lot of projection and there's a lot of triangulation and there's a lot of smear campaigning going on in the world right now. And that's why you may feel super confused because it's like there's so much stuff going on in the world and you can't make sense of it. And now scale that down. <laughs> I am also actively not wanting to be a flying monkey of media, of propaganda. I'm not, I don't want to be a, a flying monkey. I don't want to be a person who is just this void person. You know how it feels to be. If you've dealt with narcissistic abuse, you know that the flying monkeys are the worst and I refuse to be anybody's flying monkey. So that, I think that's part of leveling up too, is making sure one, you are not acting like your abuser. Two, you have a goal and that's to, to grow your identity to who, how you really are, not who you were told you are. Three, not participating in anything to do with the makeup of a narcissistic dynamic. So do not allow yourself the, the right to turn into the narcissist who is scapegoating people, who is triangulating people, who's placing unnecessary expectations on others that you don't want placed on you. And do not be a flying monkey. Recognize if somebody is constantly coming to you and telling you to hate someone and to hate this group of people and to hate that group of people and to hate this and to do this and to think this, you're being a flying monkey. And I feel like there's a big push in the world right now to motivate flying monkeys to multiple causes. And there's a lot of puppeting going on that I just sit back going, oh, I see it all. I see so many narcissists trying to turn us all into flying monkeys and, and point us in a direction to attack, attack flying monkeys, you know? So I'm not, I'm not participating in the flying monkey brigade that they're trying to create. And it's not just like one person's trying to create it. I see it across the freaking life board, you know, it's across the board. It's even like the more we learn about narcissism and my husband, we would always look at his family like, oh, your family's pretty normal compared to mine. No, <laughs> no. The more we learn about narcissists, holy mother of biscuits. There, there's some, there's some stuff going on there. And it's just like, wow, you don't realize it, you know? And I feel like you're either right now a narcissist or you're waking up from a narcissist induced nightmare. And you're looking around going, wow, this is way deeper than what, what it is. And because I'm a follower of Christ, I know that 
in the Bible, it says that there will be a time when the lovers of self will increase. What is a narcissist but a lover of self? And what do we see everywhere we look? Lovers of self. We have social media where people just take selfies of themselves all the time. And we just spout out our opinions on stuff all the time. And we just shout at people and fight with people and gnaw at them all the time. Sounds a lot like narcissists. Narcissists freaking love social media. So we are definitely living in a time where some of us are waking up and leveling up and choosing not to participate in the smear campaign. And we're choosing not to participate in being a flying monkey. And we're choosing to go inward and work on ourselves instead of projecting our weaknesses and ugliness out onto the world. So, hey, you, I see you. You're leveling up. I wish you well. I I hope that you have a great leveling up experience. If you ever want to share it, just let me know. And um, you can find the show info. Let's see if I can remember it since I'm sitting behind my steering wheel. It is um, Hornswoggled Pod on Twitter. And Hornswoggled. I was, I think it was, I was Hornswoggled. <laughs> Why can't I ever remember my own word, my own podcast uh, thingy? I was Hornswoggled at gmail.com. That's where I'm at. You can find the website from the Twitter. I know that. But I think it was Hornswogglepodcast.com. I think that's what it was. Or I was Hornswoggled. Yeah, I think it was Hornswogglepodcast.com. I'm such a weirdo. I apologize. Yeah. So here, that that's where all the contact information is and all the platforms you can listen to the show on. And I want to thank you guys for joining me on my van diaries. So I think we may have, if we all hold out, we all got sick this past week. We got sick again. And I had it the worst, and then I passed it on to everybody else, and now it's on my son, so he's staying home today. But um, my daughter and I are on the mend, so we got to get out amongst civilization. So stay healthy, stay safe, and keep leveling up.